Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Miss Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the black means having more assets than liabilities and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Welcome back to another episode of Staying in the Black. Today's guest has been an educator. She has two businesses, a blog, TVMA the T, and Cruise Planners. And so please give a warm round of applause and a welcome to Latanya White. Welcome, Latanya. Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well on this hot tropical Monday. Yes, I, you're lucky living in the southern part of the country. Uh, I'm here in New York. It's a little breezy, so you can send mm-hmm. a, little, can have it. a little of that heat up here. I'm going <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll you some. It. I'll FedEx you some, girl. <laughs> All right. So tell us, we always start with a bit of your, your journey as an educator. So like, how did you get into education? So I've been an educator for eight years. Um and, and before I retired and started becoming an entrepreneur and my journey started as a teacher assistant and um, I kind of prayed about, you know, guiding my path and purpose. And I said, God, if this is for me to be an educator, open the door. So I ended up meeting with a couple of principals and they interviewed me for an ESL aid position and hired me on the spot. And that's literally how I got my door, got my foot into the door of education, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Like God led you there. You were like, and you were like, I got a job. So did you stay as a para or did you move on to other positions? I stayed as a para for about eight months. And the whole time I was studying for my teacher exam, couldn't afford to pay for the tutorial, the fancy, fancy tutorials or what have you. But I utilize the training materials, the resources that they provide you in school, Mm -hmm. because those resources are free, you know, when you're in college and you're pursuing, let's say your master's or what have you, Mm -hmm. those resources are free. And so I just took as much time as I could and studied in between time and hours, I'm talking about hours a day. And when at first I was going to become a math teacher, I was like, well, God, let me go ahead and see if I can do this math thing, baby. I should have known in high school, math was not my favorite subject because I did not pass that test the first time. So I went back, I said, okay, well, let me go ahead and do my generalist. And which is so crazy, right? Because Mm -hmm. I went and took that test and passed it the first time. And I'm like, wait a minute. I can teach any subject with this certification, (laughs) but I couldn't (laughs) pass the math. What the? (laughs) Yeah. So that's how it's been. And then I went and got my master's and um, in counseling, then became a school counselor after seven years. Okay. So ESL to 
attempting math to generalists, mm-hmm. the counselor. Mm-hmm. Yep, in that order, honey, in that oh. order. And so did you start your businesses while you were still teaching or did you decide to leave education before you started the, um, um, the businesses? Funny thing is I've always been a blogger. Anytime my family and I would go somewhere, I was always documented, documenting it via TripAdvisor. I'm doing a little blogging here and there, reviewing or what have you. It will be really cool when you get feedback from the brands um, that look forward to you visiting their establishment again, and they kind of look out for you or whatever. Um, And then in 2018, I got into the world of travel I joined a travel um, agency and I was under a owner. So I was one of her travel agents. But when I sold my first trip and I and the whole time I'm still in education, I'm still a lead school counselor. Mm -hmm. But when I sold my first trip, I looked at my commission. I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) She gets to take how much of my commission? I was like, oh, this is not going to work for me, honey. I need to be an owner. Mm-hmm. And in July of that year, I purchased a franchise. And now three years in the game, I own my travel agency. Okay. So it was, I guess, blogging came naturally to you, but then mm-hmm. the, and you love to travel. So it just kind mm-hmm. of like, it, it kind of meshed. And then when you discovered that your commission, um, the amount you had to share mm-hmm. <laughs> fired you to start your Um, own business. So Mm -hmm. when you decided to go out on your own, did you immediately leave teaching or did you kind of do both simultaneously? Well, I was doing both um, at the beginning of the year. I was doing both. Mm -hmm. And I didn't decide to start researching and looking into how to become a travel agency owner until maybe the spring. And I found one that worked out perfect for what I was researching. And so I contacted them, got the paperwork drawn. And and in July, of course, you know, this is the time where teachers are on summer break. And if you're an admin, your break doesn't start until late June. I was still I was still on payroll mm-hmm. and everything, but and I signed the dotted line in July. But what ended up happening is I reached out to a festival and asked them to let me blog their festival if they'd be interested in it. And they came back and was like, hey, yeah, sure. And I think another thing that I'm forgetting to mention is that in the month of May, I was contacted by a travel magazine editor mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, guys. Keep your LinkedIn up to date. He contacted me and asked me what I contribute to his magazine. So it's like stuff started picking up Mm -hmm. from there. And it's totally impossible to kind of manage. You know what I'm saying? Being a full-time educator, lead school counselor, and, you know, trying to fulfill that new new journey. So I had to make a decision Mm -hmm. and I decided to step away from that. And focus on this new venture. And I've been doing the travel agency for three three years now, but blogging for quite a while now. Okay. So what would what went into your decision? Because you I mean, you mentioned your commission as far as the owner of the company you were working for taking so much of it. But at mm-hmm. what, but when you looked at your finances, like what was happening for you financially for you to say, I can 
walk away from my teaching position and leap into this transition into blogging and being a travel agent full time? I looked at my teacher retirement, (laughs) what I had saved up, and I was like, okay, yeah, that'll work. But let me tell you, I'm not going to sit up here and sugarcoat it for anyone. It is the hardest. It was the hardest move I ever made. It was the hardest decision that I ever made. My first year probably was a little rough, but at the same time, you know, the older Dodge, nothing comes Nothing worth having comes easy. So you've got to be determined in your walk if you're going to do something, if you're going to step out on that entrepreneurial role, you've got to be, um, you've got to one, have a backup plan. And two, you've got to be steadfast and stay with it. And I think for me, I I knew I had that cushion with my retirement um, and and so on and so forth. And plus the, the income, that came in from blogging. So it kind of gave me a little reprieve to go ahead and make my decision because it was hard. Like people were contacting me to come and blog their events during February as an educator. Can we take off during (laughs) testing time? No. And, and, and for me, it was hard because like you said, I loved my kids, but my kids knew what I instilled in them. Those principles are supposed to follow them the rest of their lives. So when they run into me at the mall, they, I miss, I miss why I did everything you said. Okay, girl. I'm so proud of you. And they tell me about their awesome journeys or what have you. But I feel like when it's time for you to go, it's time for you to go. And you will know because it will happen effortlessly. So fair enough. So it was, so a lot of people ask that question. So it seems like you had two pots on the, or really three, right? You had the blogging, Mm -hmm. you had the travel and you had your day job as a teacher. And Mm -hmm. so the question, I think, I think blogging for most people is what they heard of first, right? Before Mm -hmm. Instagram and the Facebook, it was people making money from their blog. So could you explain Mm -hmm. that process and, and what you do on the blog and how revenue started coming in from the, on, on the blogging end? Well, revenue on the blogging end, it's, you've got to sell yourself. No one is just going to uh, give you money just because you've got to sell yourself. Um, I'm not getting any ad If you go to my blog, you don't see any ads on my blog. Mm -hmm. I don't have any ad revenue coming in. Any money that I'm getting, Mm -hmm. it's because a brand has contacted me and want me to represent them. Um, And and right now, now, let me just say this. Mm -hmm. If that ad monetization can turn on, I would be so grateful. (laughs) You know, but it's it's a headache and I just don't feel like dealing with the headache. Um, I also don't want my blog to look a hot mess with all these ads running in it. But one thing that I have tapped into is the Amazon affiliation. So Mm -hmm. if anybody purchases any products from Amazon through my affiliated link, then of course, Amazon reimburses you or or what have you. But Mm -hmm. right now, my biggest thing is brand support. I I really love the brands and, and that's what's been rocking for me. So I I think I'm gonna keep working with it and see how it turns out. And so you said brands come to you, but in the beginning, Mm -hmm. how did it, how did you establish or how did you establish a relationship with brands were coming to you? What did you Pitching. do in the beginning? 
Okay. Pitch, pitch them. You have to learn how to work on your pitching. You're going to get a whole bunch of no's when you first start pitching people. Like if your brand is, is a lifestyle brand, if your blog is a lifestyle blog, you want to pitch brands that feature things that's important to people's life, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If your brand is a clothing uh, blog, you want to pitch those brands and you've got to do your homework. You can find the who's, you can find the who's who on Mm -hmm. LinkedIn. Um, You can find them on social media. You can find them in published articles. You've got to read and find out who's who. So once you do that, that can help you make that connection and transition. And and, and don't forget when you're pitching, they're going to want to see some of your work. So you've got to have something out there that they can tap into and kind of look at you and see what you're working with before they make a decision to partner with you. Fair enough. So on the TV, on TV, the T, what is that brand? Well, could I explain to the people what the brand is? And then if you could give an example, and you don't have to tell us a specific brand that you did pitch to, but like if you could just walk, because my listeners are people who are educators who are trying to figure it out to some degree. Mm -hmm. It sounds nice, but they're like, how do I get started or where do I go? So if you could just so, I think I think a lot of educators, especially those in my position, we are always looking for a way to make extra income, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of educators want to a lot of educators, this has been the topic on the table, travel. Travel has come up. Hey, I would love to travel. I would love to make extra money traveling. How can I tap into that? Let me let me give y'all the tea now. Like she said, my blog is TVMA, the T. So right now I am going to break this T down for you. So for those of you who are interested in wanting to learn how to get into the world of travel, first thing you need to do is find yourself a reputable travel agency. Not all travel agencies out there are reputable. I'm going to say that again. Not all travel agencies out there are reputable. Do your research. Educators, this is what we do best. We love to read. We research. Once you're researching, you have your T-chart, your pros and cons, what you're looking for, what you would like to gain from said travel agency. Then you move forward and you begin to decide, okay, do you want to be an associate working under someone or do you want to take a stab at being a franchise owner? right? Or being your own travel agency owner. And for me, of course, my pros, my, the things that were on my T-chart on the pro list was ticked off with the agency that I'm with. So for me, that was an easy way for me to say, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. It's, it's tying into my blog because I travel. So this is, this will be a good partnership is it that you continue to blog while you worked for that company? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Continue to blog while working, continue to blog as an educator. Um, and, and like I said, doors just begin to open. Now, for those educators who whose niche is not travel, this is not going to apply to them. They're going to have to. So, you know, we have a lot of teachers that love to dress, right? Mm-hmm. And so their blog could be clothing. They're probably always, if you go to their Instagram, they're highlighting what their daily outfit is. Well, honey, I'm going to need you to start tagging those brands that you're wearing. 
because you just posting a picture on social media is doing nothing. Start tagging the brands that you're wearing and wearing and also find out who the marketing manager is for said brand. So you can get some some uh, brand ambassador type situation going. So not only tag the brand, but find who the marketing. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn will be your friend. And so you've ne- you've you've um, mentioned that a couple of times. So you go to LinkedIn and you search for marketing for mm-hmm. X, search y, the brand, brand. Mm-hmm. search the brand and find the who's who and take oh. it from there. Is it going to be easy to reach these people half the time? No, it's not. But due diligence pays off in the end, you know. So did you reach out to them in LinkedIn or did you send them an email from your blog account? Um, It's various ways, LinkedIn, social media, um, because sometimes you may find them on social media, wherever you find them, reach out. You know, if you find them on social media, reach out to them and try to get some type of brand ambassador or brand affiliation marketing going on. Um, and, and that's just a, a little bit, just a little bit of things that educators can do. You have educators that want to become consultants. If you want to become a consultant, go ahead and get your LLC going and start tapping into your school district and look at how much they pay their vendor consultant. Your mouth is going to drop. So if this is something that you want to do, I'm going to need you to get your LLC together, start working on your pilot program so that you can have a great curriculum or product to deliver to the board and they can uh, vote you in when you apply for a contract. It's various ways educators can turn, turn that, that steering wheel. Yes. And we had a interview with Erica Jordan Thomas and Mm -hmm. she helps educators become consultants. Um, and mm-hmm. she spoke about that often. I think that was our second episode. And awesome. so you did, so that's how you start. So that's what you had with your blog simultaneously mm-hmm. as you started the travel business. So mm-hmm. you know that you work with a travel agency and what made you, because this, as I'm listening to you, it almost seems that, that it was very organic and it happened simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I know that you have like a Facebook group for your travel agency. And so how did that come about? I built my group um, probably about three years ago, the same time that I brought my travel agency and just organically friends who joined thought it was an awesome group. They invite other people in and it it goes down in my travel group. Now, let me tell you, because I have the who's who jumping in there is unlike any other travel group you will see on social media. I will have the brands literally sitting down and we'll have a one-on-one. My adventurers get to ask them questions and they answer those questions. And sometimes they even win prizes too. I have never seen that happen in any other travel group. And I aim to be different. I aim to bring something to my my community. And, and that's why I started it. So it was like a host of things. And, and today I'm into what business number, what, four or five? Okay. I think I'm into business four or five now. I just had a grand opening this Saturday for my latest um, business venture. So yeah, I'm, you know, it's, it's a way to get it done, guys. But and it's not an easy feat. I'm going to tell you that. So you're kind of like a serial entrepreneur. So it's kind of like the blog was successful. Then 
had the travel mm-hmm. agency, and then you moved into other venues. Mm-hmm. That's right. That right. is correct. And so, how did being an educator help you with these businesses? Being that were transferable. Uh, Being an educator helped me tremendously because I always keep my students in the forefront of my mind. I remember everything that I taught them. And I remember ranking as a top 10 educator a couple of years back for my students' reading growth. I mean, I used to work with kids who had very low reading disparities, writing low writing disparities. And how I was able to close those gaps is encouraging these kiddos and, and, and showing them what it's like to utilize these important academic skills in real life. You can't always come to them with the black and white uh, worksheets and the black and white books, workbooks, right? But showing them how to apply those same skills in real life and and using it with technology. And I think that has been a saving grace for me because it kept my kiddos engaged. It kept them thinking on a higher level. And I still apply those same principles when you hear me and you see me on my podcast show, when you see me working in the community or what have you, I'm still encouraging. If you hear me motivational speaking, I'm still doing those same things that I was doing in the classroom. So I think that's how I still utilize the principles of education. I mean, once an educator, always an educator, it's not going to go anywhere. Agreed. So if someone wanted to, I guess, start a blog, and I heard you say motivational speaking and, and podcasts, what would you say is the highest leverage, like the, like the action step, the highest lever action step that they should take on their, onto their entrepreneurial journey? What I post every morning, I post this every day and it doesn't change no matter what the day is. I always start my day off with I'm grateful posts. I'm grateful for the wake up list. I'm always, that's always my start. Mm -hmm. I even, my family, we do this. Thank you for waking us up this morning, Jesus. And then we move it on. And then I post periodically throughout the week. Hey guys, if you have a goal, look at your to-do list. If you tick off one thing on that to-do list, you are on your way to being successful. So if you're thinking about starting a new journey, make sure you have your to-do list down. Did you get your business name? Did you get your DBA? Have you did your website? Have you gotten your EIN? Um, All of these things are important. And if you can tick off at least one of those things a week, guys, you're going to eventually launch your brand. And so I don't want educators to try to sit up here and rush and do things overnight. It's impossible, especially with the task that you have educating the future, right? So take it one day at a time, do what you can, you know, and and also I should have started this off at the beginning, but I'm going to say it now. I am a certified school counselor. I have never felt that vacation 
was not important. Vacation is important and self-care is important. So educators have to also work in time to take care of yourself. So even if that means taking off a day in the week to even run up to your local courthouse to get your DBA or however you do it where you are to get your business name, you do that. That is something for you. And and, and later on down the line, when you launch, you're going to thank yourself in the end. Self-care is really important, I think, especially Mm -hmm. um, if COVID didn't teach us anything, (laughs) being in the house all day with your kids Mm -hmm. and teaching on Zoom um, (laughs) simultaneously. Hey, I I applaud y'all. Y'all have my love and support because I know being a teacher on Zoom and also having to be a teacher while you've got kids in the classroom, baby, let me tell y'all, y'all are the award academy award winners (laughs) well thank you um for that is there anything that you want to add that you think you know the highest leverage point i think i want to you know repeat that and that that gratitude like the thing that you wake up with and that to-do lists are really important is there anything else that you think an educator who wants to start another business should consider Yes, I think this is very important. If you tell your idea to some people, you got to be careful. Somebody may run off and steal your idea. Um, Also, you want to surround yourself by like-minded individuals. You may talk to a fellow educator who's okay with being in a classroom for 25 years, you know, and they may not agree with you wanting to leave and and start your own venture. And, And that's okay. But just be prepared that everybody is not going to throw confetti at your idea. Everybody's not going to be celebratory about the fact that you are doing you. So it's okay. Just make sure the most important thing is that you surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Um, You can find various women entrepreneurial groups on social media. They help and encourage you to start your brand, to help you launch, and even give you words of encouragement. Um, From time to time, you can find me doing the same thing if I'm not doing it on my blog, if I'm not doing it on my show, or doing it on Clubhouse. I mean, these groups are far and wide. So that is going to be a very important thing is to, to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Very important. And so where can we find you on social media? You can find me on social media on Instagram at uh, TVMA underscore V. That's T-H-E underscore T-T-E-A. You can go to the link in my profile and it has all of my links, my travel agency, my blog, the podcast, all of that is all on Instagram. Great. And so thank you so very much. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website, at stayinginthebLK.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stayinginthebLK. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when...